Hello, and welcome to the J. Klin Cyclopedia Activity, The Role of Neurobiologic Processes in Treating Depression by Michael E. Thais, M.D., who is from the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, the Philadelphia VA Medical Center, and the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. This activity is part of the Improving Outcomes in Depression CME series, which was supported by an educational grant from Eli Lilly and Company. Although depression is a heterogeneous condition, all FDA-approved antidepressants have relatively similar mechanisms of action. That is, they directly affect the neurotransmission of monamine, serotonin, and or norepinephrine. These neurotransmitters mainly originate from major nuclei in the brain stem. Serotonin comes from the reefy nuclei, and norepinephrine comes from the locus cerealis. Both serotonin and norepinephrine have ascending pathways to the cerebral cortex, which is involved with executive function, and to the limbic system. The limbic system includes structures such as the hippocampus, anterior cingulate cortex, and amygdala, all of which are associated with behavior, motivation, and emotion. Monoaminergic neurotransmitters originally became the focus of major depressive disorder treatment about 50 years ago, when drugs that inhibited either the reuptake or catabolism of serotonin or norepinephrine were discovered uh, to work as antidepressants. The exact role of these neurotransmitters in depression treatment is not known, but they do have large modulating effects on regions of the brain involved in depression. Also, when antidepressants are effective, disturbances in neurocircuitry in these same regions are normalized. Uh, for instance, overactivation of the amygdala, which is seen in patients with depression, is normalized with antidepressant treatment. Antidepressants have noticeable differences in side effects and in drug-drug interactions. But because of their relative commonness of mechanism, only small and inconsistent differences in overall efficacy and on particular symptoms have been shown in studies of depressed patients. However, one specific efficacy finding of serotonergic versus noradrenergic antidepressants can be seen in depletion studies, where neurotransmitters thought to initiate the antidepressant activity of these medications are pharmacologically reduced in subjects with depression. A meta-analysis examined depletion studies of either tryptophan, which is the precursor of serotonin, or catecholamine, which is the precursor of norepinephrine. Results showed that depletion of either amino acid led to increases in the Hamilton depression rating scores of patients. The symptoms evoked by each type of depletion were similar, suggesting that serotonin and norepinephrine neuromodulation overlap in many areas. However, some differences were seen in the effects of tryptophan and catecholamine depletion on symptoms such as somatic anxiety and cognition. This suggests that drugs with serotonergic selectivity may be better at improving anxiety, whereas noradrenergically selective drugs may be better at improving cognition and energy. Studies have shown that patients who have responded to SSRIs are at a greater risk of depressive relapse when tryptophan is depleted while patients who have responded to noradrenergically active medication are more likely to relapse when catecholamines have been depleted. 
Depletion of either monamine had no clinical effect on healthy volunteers with no history of depression or in patients with depression who were not receiving antidepressant treatment. So while the role of monamine deficiency in the pathophysiology of depression is unclear, the therapeutic effect of current antidepressants requires a monamine system with no deficiencies. The homology of response to different classes of antidepressants may be due in part to crosstalk between neurons. Both serotonin and noradrenergic neurons have heteroreceptors, that is, noradrogenic receptors also have serotonin receptors and vice versa. Therefore, antidepressants that mainly affect either serotonin or norepinephrine may have indirect effects on other neurotransmitter through these heteroreceptors. Nevertheless, the antidepressant effects of current medications don't happen in a time course that is explained by increasing monoamines in the synapse or by changes in receptor sensitivity. The delay in antidepressant effect is suggestive of either downregulation or upregulation of the activity of certain genes. For example, using antidepressants has been shown to upregulate the expression of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, or BDNF, a neurotrophin that enhances neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. Animal models have shown that antidepressant use provides resiliency against stress-induced decreases in neurogenesis. In one study, disrupting antidepressant-induced neurogenesis through either genetic means, such as mice bred with genetic impairment in the serotonin 1A receptor, or through radiologic methods, such as X-radiation of the hippocampus, also blocked the behavioral effects of the antidepressant. This finding indicates that behavioral effects may be causally related to neurogenesis. Also, in the mice bred with the serotonin genetic impairment, the SSRI fluoxetine had no impact on BDNF synthesis, but the tricyclic amipramine did, indicating that activation of serotonin 1A receptors isn't a major component in the mechanism of action of tricyclics. Thus, a multiple-action antidepressant, like a tricyclic, may be able to override a patient's inherited impairment in a particular type of neurotransmission. Studies have also examined the effect of antidepressants on serum BDNF levels in humans with major depressive disorder. In these studies, patients with depression initially had significant lower levels of serum BDNF than control groups, but after antidepressant treatment, no statistical difference in BDNF levels was found. Additionally, increases in serum BDNF levels were significantly correlated with parallel decreases in the Hamilton Depression Rating Scale score for those patients who remitted with antidepressant treatment. However, while increasing BDNF may be helpful in depression by restoring normal physiology in certain areas of the brain, in other areas, BDNF can have a depressogenic effect. Currently, determining serum BDNF levels isn't useful in treating patients clinically. Research correlating BDNF levels in plasma with levels in different regions of the central nervous system is needed. Antidepressants may have neuroprotective effects in humans also. For instance, 
A significant positive correlation was found between the number of untreated days of depression and a reduction in hippocampal volume in patients with depression. However, no such correlation was found between the number of days treated depression and loss of hippocampal volume. These findings represent a shift in focus for depression treatment from correcting monoamine deficiencies to countering the effects of stress and enhancing neuroplasticity. Future targets for antidepressants include corticotropin-releasing hormone antagonists, BDNF modulators, and NMDA antagonists. For example, in a randomized placebo-controlled study, patients with treatment-resistant depression were given an intravenous infusion of ketamine, an anesthetic and powerful NMDA antagonist. Within 24 hours, 71% of the patients treated with ketamine met depression response criteria and 29% met remission criteria. 35% of subjects maintained their response for at least one week. Although ketamine couldn't have routine therapeutic application, this study demonstrated efficacy of a novel mechanism of action. In conclusion, current antidepressants primarily affect serotonin and norepinephrine neurotransmission. Although they differ in safety and tolerability, they demonstrate approximately equivalent efficacy in treating depressive symptoms. Medication with novel mechanisms of action, such as BDNF modulators or glutamate receptor antagonists, may be the most promising possibilities for improving efficacy, safety, and tolerability of antidepressants for patients with depression. Thank you for listening to this presentation. To earn CME credit and to listen to additional audio presentations, go to cmeinstitute.com slash cyclopedia.